Chad Brendel here with uh, Luke Fickle. Coach, you, you've been effervescent in your praise of, of Nippert Stadium this season, um, but it's been for the big games, and we've seen maybe a little bit of a dip uh, when you're not Thursday night, Friday night, prime time. Is there something in, in terms of building this fan base as part of this rebuilding the football program that involves figuring out a way to, to engage the casual fan base and, and you know, get the city back on board with this thing full time? Well, I think I said it when, when I was talking kind of the students, you want to make it an event. And I think you can do that with, you know, when there's a lot of energy, I think it starts with the students. And as the students create it as an event for us on campus, I think it becomes more of an event for the city as well. Uh, I know that it was going to take some time, and I didn't mean time just to, to build a program. I meant also time to, you know, to win back or to gain the casual fan. And I'm sure it has something to do with consistency. You know, uh, you know it's there because on those big games, they show up and they come out. Uh, now we know we got to continue to do our part, be consistent in what we're doing. That means, yes, a, a coach being consistent, but also a program being consistent um, with a product, with what they're doing, uh, with how they recruit, with uh, you know the image of the entire program throughout the not just our university, but the community and the city. And I think that we can continue to get them, uh, whether it's a casual fan or just a football fan in general, uh, to come out to support, to be a part of not just the game, but the event that we want to be able to create here on campus. And then staying around for the end of the game is it's another I mean it's just a, it's a process because this I know everybody talks about Cincinnati football but it's not this long-term thing where there's been a hundred years of, of high-level success so is it you know just a, a matter of connecting with them and then hey at 17 13 in the fourth quarter maybe stick around and help us out a little we need you and and, and again I think it starts with the students and for them to realize what a benefit what a bonus uh, what an advantage they are when they're in there whether it's you know whether we're in control of the game or like last week the game was you know really a battle and you know you're trying to find ways where you're playing a lot of plays on defense I think you played up in a plan 90 some plays and Sometimes you got to find some energy and some um, some of that momentum created from someplace else. And a lot of times it can't be the fans, it can't be the students. Um, so it, again, it, it goes hand in hand. I think we got to continue to educate them. I think we got to continue to realize, make them realize how important they are to us. Not just that they're in there, uh, but they're a factor. Coach, you're seven weeks in, eight weeks in if you count the bye. You're sitting at six and one, 18th in the country. You lead the nation in turnovers. Where is this team at in terms of where you wanted them to be going into this bye week before you hit the home stretch of the season? Well, when we talk about where we are, uh, we don't evaluate it a ton at the time. We're still, it's still a process. Um, we don't talk about just a, a, a record. So there is no set, hey, I want to be, when we go into that second bye week, we want to be this. Uh, but we kind of have an idea of where we want to be as a football team. And I mean that from the locker room. I mean that from how we practice, how we uh, continue to battle through the things we have to, whether it's nagging injuries and things like that. Uh, it has a lot to do with the culture and the atmosphere that we can create within our program. And um, we're in a good place. I said last, last bye week, we weren't in a great place. I mean, we were um, two and one and coming off of a, obviously a big first victory and a, and a, and a win over a rival. Um, but we weren't in a great place, meaning the energy and the momentum uh, that we had within our locker room. And after this, you know, with this bye week, I think we're going in um, not just in a, in a good place in the standings, but also in a good place in our locker room, a uh, good place in the energy and momentum of our football program um, and excited to really start the second half here. 
it's interesting because you talk about maybe not being in a great place at that first bye week, but it hasn't been easy in this second segment either. Is it just a matter of you feel like assignment-wise in terms of energy and whatever that you guys are, are doing a better job finishing out games? And, and and it's not always play. I mean, it's not always wins and losses. Um, it's really more of how the entire week kind of goes. <clears throat> and there's so many things that go on in, the, in these 18- to 22-year-olds' life. Uh, obviously, Saturday is a big part of it, um, and that's what everybody recognizes. But there's a lot more that goes into it. And sometimes you really got to find out where your team is, and that's Tuesday, and that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's easy to evaluate where your team is on Saturday because, you know, it's play, it's wins and losses, um, but there's a lot more to it. And that's why I kind of say that, you know, we're in a good place, not just in the standings, but we're in a good place. Um, even though we've got some guys that are injured, we're in a good place with the mindset, the mentality uh, of what's going on inside our locker room, our ability to, to try to put the noise behind us and try to keep the team out front because um, it's not easy. Offensively, there's been stretches where you've been really good. There's been stretches where there's been maybe some inconsistencies. <clears throat> Is that a focus going into the bye week to, to kind of figure out a way maybe to find their rhythm quicker, to get them on track uh, heading into the final five games? Well, I, I think a lot of times people say bye weeks for self-evaluation and, and you're looking at, okay, what are our tendencies? What do we need to change up? What do we need to do? I, I think a lot of times it has uh, something to do with, okay, where are we? And what do we need to do in the next six, seven weeks? You know, and where do we need to head? Whether it's offensively, defensively, special teams-wise, um, is that self-evaluating? Yeah, but it's also trying to take a look. You know, as you progress through a season, maybe there's some things that you change. Maybe you become a little bit different offense. Not that you're going to change, but you become a little bit different in some of the things that maybe you think you need to do. As you've gotten into the season, I think we feel that way defensively as well. Um, there's some things that we might be doing a little bit different, and you know, not that it's completely different, but in a little bit of an avenue. And um, and I think that's a good time in the in the buy to evaluate where you are, but also to see, okay, what do we need to do in order to move forward and continue to grow? Defensively, you you lose three first team All Conference guys to graduation week before the season. You lose your your first conference All Team safety, and that unit is still really been exceptional lead the nation in turnovers um what has it been about them that that has has allowed them to not really miss a beat i think it's their ability to play selfless and, and i don't say that everybody's selfless we're all selfish human beings by nature um but the ability for us to say hey we want to play 22 guys and we're on pace to play uh over 22 guys you know have almost 200 snaps right now uh at the kind of the midway point and what that does for you in the long run is it creates a lot more, you know, people and energy and things that are on a daily basis that uh, that are really in the mix. And that means if something happens, if if a guy like James Wiggins goes down, there's a lot of guys that have played a lot of football and uh, have built up a lot of confidence in what they're doing. Uh, and I think that's where the the strength of what we're doing defensively right now is. It's in the amount of people that are playing, the ability for us to stay as fresh as we possibly can. Because, you know, we're probably not statistically playing as well as we did last year on defense you know with three and outs and even on third down um, but I think in that when it comes down to it in the end of the game in the long run uh, not just creating turnovers but I think we're playing better because of the amount of guys we're playing I know you selfishly want to end this interview so I'll let you go <laughs> thank you <laughs> glad you said it not me thanks coach Chad Brendel here with uh, Cincinnati Defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman, coach, uh, coming off a, a season like last year, you lose maybe your your top defender. What have you been able to do to still keep this defense 
playing at a high level and even if maybe you're doing it in a different way right now? Yeah, I think you got to adjust to your personnel. You know, I think you can't be so bullheaded that you say, hey, this is what we're going to do and these guys have to fit into our scheme. I think we've adjusted our scheme based off of the personnel we have. But but it still comes down to getting those guys to play hard, man. The harder they play, the more successful will be no matter what type of scheme you run. And, and they've been doing a good job, man, of playing really hard. And I think it's a credit to, you know, the depth we have, being able to roll those guys and, and keep fresh guys in there. But the love they have for each other, man, they're busting their tails. You get word that James Wiggins tears his ACL a week before the start of the season. One, what's going through your mind, and, and how quickly were you able to sit down and, and try to figure out a plan of how do we move forward without you know a guy that was really important to us? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a devastating loss, you know, losing arguably one of your best players you have on defense. But um, I think it, over the course of the first couple games, you kind of see how you have to tailor what you're doing defensively um, to the scheme you have. And I know I said that earlier, but, you know, maybe we didn't say right away, hey, let's change our scheme. Let's do this. But we've kind of over the course of seven games said, hey, this is going to fit us a little bit better with not having Wiggins back there and, you know, playing a little bit more nickel and, and, and you know, getting another DB on the field. Um, and so uh, it hurts, obviously, having losing one of your best players, but I think it's given, uh, it's given other guys an opportunity to step up. The, the main question about this defense coming into the season was the defensive line. Obviously lost two guys to the NFL and another all-conference guy uh, in Kamani Fitz, along with Cortez and, and Cope. They've been fantastic and, and really – Maybe, maybe haven't missed a beat. I don't know from your perspective, but it feels like they've picked up right where those guys left off. Yeah, as I told those guys at the beginning of the season, we're not going to replace Cortez, Kamani, Cope. But let's try to find ways to replace the production that they've had. You know, and I think Coach Wood has done a great job of being able to roll those guys and be able to find roles for, for all of those guys to step up. And, and it's been by committee, man. You can't say, hey, this guy or that guy has done it. You know, we've had a committee of D linemen that have been unselfish, um, that's worked their butt off for each other and has been able to produce. Last year was a lot of pressure, um, a lot of aggressiveness. This year it's lead the nation in turnovers. Um, is there something specific that you've been able to do? Or to me, it looks like the the defensive line has been uh, at the root of a lot of that, getting hands on quarterback and, and impacting the, the throws and things like that. But was that was that by design to be a heavy turnover team this year? Or has it just happened? <laughs> every year you want to well, be yeah. a heavy turnover team. You want to lead you know? the nation yeah, in turnovers every, every year, right? year. You know, <laughs> and it's something one that we as a coaching staff put an emphasis on last year for as well as we did. Um, takeaways was not for us. Um, so we've put a big emphasis on it, um, you know, making emphasis in practice and making sure that it's something that they've done. The other thing we've done is, is you know, I think we, we make sure you have a point of emphasis that, you know, when a, when a guy catches interception, it's because probably because of D lineman. And when a D lineman causes a fumble, it's probably because of a, a, a really good coverage, you know. So we make sure those guys know that they're all working in this thing together. All right. Thanks. I'm right. getting in trouble. The boss, the boss, <laughs> the boss as well.